Hey, if you think you might be lost because you got lots of your thoughts, I'll be informed. Or if you're feeling like a fool, cause you've been used just like a tool since you were born. Hey, if you're trying to get through life, then friend, I've got some great advice for not growing horns. They say that ignorance is bliss, but if you knew, then you'd be pissed, so get informed. Hi, welcome back to Getting Informed, the leftist literature podcast. I am a host, Colin Orton, and with me is a host, Allison Gropey. You know, you can say my name one of these days, Colin. I can. Will I? That's an entirely different matter. With us are our guests, Sarah Linares. And Anna McGarry. We did a oh. switch through. Very last oh. minute. Did you see the way she. Mm. She put her on. <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> Very Wait, nice. Because you, uh, dear listener, are not on the Zoom call, I will illustrate what happened. Uh, there was a visible shift in Sarah's posture as though Anna put her hand with some force on Sarah's like mid back, being like, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. time. <laughs> it was a bonk, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> We're switching. Grab this one by your bicep. I said, "I'm you." <laughs> I didn't hear that. I just heard you. And then you said my name, and I was like, "Okay, that's what we're doing." <laughs> Did I say at some point on this podcast that Nestor Machno was killed by the Soviets? Because if I did, that's a lie. I don't. I don't think remember. You did. Okay. I I have a a memory of saying that at some point in my life. Whether or not it was on this podcast is an entirely different thing. He uh, he wasn't. He was exiled from Ukraine, and then he worked as a uh, uh, a theater hand, uh, uh, like a stage hand in Paris for several Based. years before buying uh, dying of tuberculosis. Because that's how, that's how everyone died. I love the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Moulin Rouge, but the stagehand is a warlord. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, 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 I keep having this like memory of saying a thing that isn't true. And so I, I'm trying to find where in my life I said that. If you ever heard Colin say that, he retracts his statement and apologizes. It's fully false, and five minutes of Googling will prove me a liar. Um, <laughs> Always Google, kids. That being said, however, um, but uh, after a uh, data breach, uh, at a Christian crowdfunding website uh, revealed that Kyle Rittenhouse, hey, remember how Kyle Rittenhouse was able to raise like millions of dollars for his bail? Mm-hmm. That is because active police officers and public officials donated money to his, fund, uh, to his fundraiser. Ooh, that's not a good look for it. It's crazy that he even got bail in the- he murdered someone. No, that's so ugly for them. <laughs> I Not love a you, good Sarah. Look. It's just really. It's just. It feels like it just gets worse and worse every time. And I'm like, are we still doing this? We're still doing this. We're still doing this. Like, there's not any consequences. So then it yeah. just keeps happening. Who is gonna be? Who's gonna do it? <laughs> When's gonna happen? When's gonna happen? I can't. You guys. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody? Anybody? Uh, the cop who shot Jacob Blake is back on the force. No disciplinary action. Ah. Um, so he's back. Uh, Rustin Shesky is his name. And uh, I know it sounds violent to me. Yeah. He was, 
Uh, he was found to, according to Kenosha Police Chief Daniel Miskins, uh, or Miskinis, uh, he was found to have, uh, uh, quote, found to have been acting within policy and will not be subjected to discipline. That really is their loophole. And they're like, no, our policies are murder signs. So they just follow the policy. <laughs> are you not Yeah. So now um, it gets a little... Um, a little grim uh, because we have to talk about Dante Wright and Adam Toledo uh, who uh, were 20 and 13, I believe 13 respectively. Yeah. Um, Who were gunned down within, I believe 24 hours of each other. So the country has been rocked by those two, uh, by those two murders, Adam Toledo, who was holding a toy gun and, Dante Wright, who was uh, driving away from officers. And that that has been so widely covered that we don't really need to get into it here, other than just to say, like, well, they're still doing it. They're still killing. And so protests have popped the fuck off in Minneapolis because Dante Wright was killed four miles from where George Floyd was killed. Um, and uh, the uh, George Floyd's defense attorney tried to get a further suspension on the trial and uh, a new jury because this jury had been tainted. Uh, their opinion had been tainted because of the Dante Wright killing. Which, I mean, come on, the Dante Wright killing is informed by the George Floyd killing. It all happens in context with itself. Like, you're all in the same area. Like, what is yeah. If we push off the child, well, the will never yeah. Context is biased. Yeah. They cannot blame the world for continuing to do the fucked up things it does around the trial in I, which I the will same say, fucked up thing happened earlier. The world did not shoot Dante Wright. No, a cop <laughs> did. Just like Derek Chauvin. Well, me is next, but like Yes. But like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the world that killed this person. No. Yeah. This but like 20-year-old, I might course. add. But the system that empowered a white man to kill him. A white woman. Woman. Oh yeah, I heard the audio of her. Oh. I'm not gonna talk about it because it's ridiculous, and she truly just sounds like she. Oh, I misplaced my fucking Scrabble or some shit. Which like also, she, she's she was a trainer and a 26 year veteran. She was training someone as in on the shift that she killed yep. him. Can you imagine um, any other job that you killed someone while you were training? While you were training. Like a trainee? Oh, yeah. But I mean, just to say, like, it's not, context isn't bias if that context is true. I think if that's it, just the hottest take I've ever heard is consistently people are like, well, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but just put it in context. That's the important part. You have to big picture. So the National Guard were deployed um, because, you know, protests happened immediately after Dante Wright was murdered. And um, the night of his killing, like the night afterwards, protesters were outnumbered by uh, National Guard and police firing tear gas canisters and rubber bullets out of armored personnel carriers. Which are essentially tanks without the big gun. So it took the Brooklyn Center Police Department. So they were banned from using tear gas that day because it would look really bad, right? And because it's like a kind of a human rights violation and whatever. 
It took them 15 minutes to violate that ban. Of course. They don't care about laws because they've never affected them before. Because they are the laws. Yeah. Because we live in a fascist police state. Just a little. Just a little. (laughs) And um, last but not least for our news today, uh, a man uh, was actually killed in Portland, uh, Oregon, um, six hours ago in Lentz Park, where police responded to um, calls of a shirtless white man holding a gun. Uh, After they killed him, uh, they could not find said gun. Um, But, you know, who knows? Who knows where it could have gone? Um, It's not like they looked for the gun before they killed him. It's not like they checked to make sure he was armed. Allegedly, there was like quite some time where they had like a standoff. Where and they, then they're just like, I'll shoot um, anyway. So then a small, a small uh, demonstration has gathered uh, to, you know, shout at the cops as they do their thing in the park, uh, at which point, and I quote from the release that the police did, um, we've had to summon just about every police officer in Multnomah County um, because the protesters broke the, uh, the crime scene tape. They had to do that? They had to do they that. Had yeah. to. They had to do it. Um, so like hundreds of police, that's like hundreds of police. Um, so like riot, riot gear. And they threatened to use chemical agents on uh, a crowd of people being like, Hey, you killed a man. Um, so Portland is about to do, remember, remember, uh, remember last summer in Portland when Portland was burning, she says in air quotes. Yeah. That's going to happen again. Like tonight. Oh boy. So remember last summer, that again this summer. Please, God, no. The that's, violence. That's my prediction is. Well, it's a good thing absolutely nothing has changed. That's. No, that's the best part. And because absolutely nothing has changed. Here we are again. Oh, very good job, Connor. So that's, this segment. that's the news. Thank you so much. Your timer actually did go off a couple minutes ago, but you were in the middle of Dante Wright, and I wasn't about to interrupt that just to (laughs) say, um, actually, your timer went off. Uh, Thank thank you, Al. You're you're a nice person. Yeah. Anyway, we are back with Manufacturing Consent by our boys Eddie and Nomi. Uh, We finished up Chapter 3 last time, and we're just going to jump right into Chapter 4. Dude, this shit is crazed. Chapter 4 is nuts. Also, okay, um, so Chapter 4... Chapter four is about um, a, 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 a certain man, uh, Muhammad, uh, who was a Turkish fascist. Um, I thought it was Mehmet. Mehmet. It's, it's Mehmet. Yeah, uh, the, the guy. Mehmet who, Ali Akka. I know the, because the, when I said it earlier, my echo thought I was trying to say Metallica. Uh, the, the, <laughs> uh, the, the book on tape man, I think, mispronounced it. But yeah, uh, Mehmet tried to assassinate the Pope, uh, Pope Jean-Paul II. On my um, birthday! Wait, what day was it again? May 13th, 1981, baby. Oh my god, I knew my birthday's May 12th. Babe! Okay, we'll talk about that later. There's a lot of stuff coming up. The stars are aligned and you guys are the same person. 
<laughs> we were both around he the Pope. He the Pope. We tried. It was us. You're both Turkish fascists. Yeah. <laughs> we were responsible for the KGB Bulgarian connection. Anyway. So, um, basically this whole chapter was about how uh, the the CIA frantically tried to find a connection between this Turkish rando and the Soviet Union. Yeah. Well, have you considered he was there once? (laughs) Well, he wasn't. He was in a satellite state. He he was. (laughs) But Colin, have you considered he knew some people that dealt drugs there? Which is the same as being in the KGB. We didn't thought about that. Um, also the people who, uh, so he was arrested for, um, trying to shoot the Pope. Then he was in prison for 17 months in an Italian prison being interrogated by the Italian CIA who were so notoriously corrupt (laughs) that they, um, their standard operating procedure was, I'm just going to read out this quote because it is maybe the funniest shit in the world. An important feature of Italian politics in the period from 1966 to 1981 was the protection given by intelligence services to right-wing terror. Under a program designated Strategy of Tension, one aspect of this strategy was the carrying out of right-wing terror attacks, which were then blamed on the left. (laughs) (laughs) The point of this was to polarize society and to discredit the left. So... The, the state surveillance, like the state intelligence apparatus of the Italian government at this point, the Italian CIA, if you will, was literally a right-wing terror organization. Uh, are we sure we're not all living in Italy in the 80s right now? Are we sure that's not true? <laughs> and those are the guys interrogating this Turkish fascist who, after 17 months... And uh, it was later revealed um, several threats uh, of violence and of having his rights revoked and having his (laughs) and like a Catholic priest threatening him several times Um, after it was revealed that he was like essentially threatened over and over and over unless he cooperated. He said, oh, yeah. It was the Soviet Union who told me to kill the Pope for some reason. I promise. Like. Mm-hmm. So basically, this whole chapter is about the way that the U.S. like grasped at straws to blame this Turkish right winger who was like not ever officially a member of the Turkish fascist or Turkish far right. I'm not going to say fascist because no, no they uh, were fascists. Yeah, but I think they're still, like, around, so I don't know if I... Bro, like, when I just Googled because them, they're still around doesn't make them not fascists. Okay, yeah, they are still fascists. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, they, he wasn't even an official member of them. He no. just knew a lot of people from it. He was it. just a guy. The Grey Wolves. The Grey Wolves. A fun name. I'll give them that. A great Which, band name. The, the funny thing about that name, too, is, it's, is that's just a species of wolf. <laughs> yeah like okay. like <laughs> but yes they were just trying to find any way to connect this man this from from or adjacent to a known far-right fascist group in turkey to the soviet union and then willfully like ignoring the fact that there was no evidence and pushing what was known as the sterling haynes kalb model a propaganda model just to convince anyone as far as they could that no, 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 it must have been the Soviets. It doesn't matter that he was basically a member of a far right group. It must have been the Soviets. Also, yeah. the um, with no proof, <laughs> with nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. 
Um, I think there was like a small thing in there where he said like, oh, they were grossly overestimating their efficiency. Yeah. That was so funny. When I was reading um, the history of the Bering Strait, there was also sort of that idea that when the U.S. was thinking about like what the Soviet Union was doing, like they were just grossly (laughs) overestimating how efficient their economy is or whatever their plan was or like what they... Except for when they said that, like, no, no, they hired Mehmed to assassinate the Pope, and then they were going to assassinate him so that they would leave no witnesses, except they, they, they fucked that up. They, they, of course. They, they hired a Turkish fascist in Turkey, smuggled him through 12 countries, got him a gun, and then almost got him to fire some shots off at the Pope. But then, no, 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 no. Actually, um, it was, uh, they, they fucked up the last bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were able to do all that, but they couldn't actually shoot him at the end. No. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so funny that America's, it's basically a stereotype that is getting in the way of seeing this more clearly. We just believe yeah. they're so much better at us when it comes to executing <laughs> terror. It's not the same issue. Like, I, I feel like I said this in the first episode, but like, why are we so obsessed? We're just so obsessed. But we have just to so hold on. And it's like, kind of weird. Dumb question coming up. This was in this was during the Cold War, right? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. book came out before the end of the Cold War. When did the Cold War end? Ninety one. Never. Yeah. Not really it ever. Never. Well, it, it, it <laughs> Well, actually, one of the things that I find so interesting is the Cold War ended in ninety one with the collapse of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. right? Well, that would do some of it. And then, and then we had sort of a period where, like, you know, we had Francis Fukuyama uh, predicting the end of history, where he basically predicted in the late 90s that, like, well, we did it. We fa- found the perfect system. Neoliberal capitalism is the perfect oh, system. Oh, no. And no history will happen because we've solved all of our problems. And then, and then very quickly... And then very quickly we went, uh-oh, we need an enemy because most of our economy is built on violence. Oh, what are we going to do now that the Cold War is over? Time for endless forever wars overseas. Yeah, I just got to the U.S. imperialism chunk of a people's history. And I'm so sorry. It's grim. <laughs> it's I'm grim. The U.S. was like, oh, we'll get in the Cuban war against Spain, but because we want and we'll, want and, concent- more make money. and we'll help with the invention of concentration camps there. No. When I found out the Nazis took a lot of their ideas from the U.S., I was like, no. Well, also, okay. why am I just learning this? I'm, I'm giving us a little too much credit there. Like, the Spaniards kind of did the, like, modern concentration camp. It was a team effort, guys. I was giving credit. Based on what we did to the Native Americans before. Does anyone want credit for concentration camps? <laughs> no, but like we do, Alice. The thing is that they do. <laughs> like, <laughs> you say, yeah, necessary evil. Excuse me? I learned recently, actually, um, that, um, you know, The Wall, the video, uh, the, the Pink Floyd oh. video. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the border wall. No, no, me no. too, for a second. No. Um, but Biden is like filling in uh, some holes that Trump left in that wall and is resuming, and is resuming uh, like taking people's uh, land for wall construction. Love anyway. it. Um, but uh, you know how the like the the symbol of the fascists in the wall is like the crossed hammers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, the Hammerskins, the neo-Nazi organization, literally used that as their actual slogan, <laughs> or as their symbol from like Dumb the motherfucker. <laughs> for, well, no, they they saw that and they were like, yes, actually, 
Like they saw the like parody, the like extreme parody of fascism. And they went, no, that's what we want to be. Oh Unironically. And they based their, yeah, their whole shit on, I learned that from a Dan Olson video that came out recently. It's very good. Highly recommend. Um, I learned from one of my friends that the Hammerskins were super active in my hometown right before I was in high school. Wow. Wow. You were almost radicalized. No, I, <laughs> I would, I, I would have like, there are ways that I would have turned into like a hideous fascist. Hammerskins is not one of them. That's like, they <laughs> wish. No, I, I, I am not one for like biker aesthetics. They're not pseudo intellectual enough for you. You need that dark academia fascism. Anyway, um, I want to touch a little bit on the Sterling Haynes Kalb model uh, before we get into more about this, you know, whole Pope assassination biz. But is there anything anyone else wants to touch on before we get into that? I will pull a quick quote is that we definitely they did say that the shooting of Pope of the Pope by Akka in May 1981 occurred at a time when important Western interests were looking for ways to tie the Soviet Union to international terrorism. It was a very opportune time for someone to be attempt assassinated. Attempt assassinated. <laughs> All right. Oh, one of the things that uh, that was really great about that chapter was it talked about how you know if uh, somebody had taken a few pot shots at like the president mm-hmm. um, and the Soviet Union. Uh, was like, oh, oh, uh, you know, or not the president, but like, you know, some, some. If someone had taken a shot at like Putin and uh, comparatively Putin, and then after 17 months in a Soviet prison, told them, yeah, I had some help from the American embassy. Yeah, like America, three, three people in the American embassy. Yeah, American media would have picked it apart in seconds. But because it's Turkish, Bulgaria, and this took place in Italy. No, we gotta be the Soviets. Yeah. Also, um, the guy who sold Akka, his, uh, his, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right because I'm an idiot. But the guy who sold him his gun or gave him his gun was a literal Nazi. <laughs> not like, not like, like a neo-Nazi, but like was a member of the German Nazi party during World War II. Oh, wow. That's like rare like (laughs) this was in 1981 when those guys were still like kicking um uh and you know the media was like oh well he he had defected east of the berlin wall to avoid which was in fact false uh it was a lie um he was west of the wall and was just (laughs) killing i thought was nice was that big bad italian cia their acronym was sissy sissy yeah, uh, it's cute. I like it when acronyms are in a different language so they don't quite make sense. That's personal. I do, I do love how fucking psychotic Sisme is. <laughs> oh, speaking, speaking of Italian fascists, this is uh, unrelated but very funny. Um, so Steve Bannon bought a, a castle in Italy a few years ago <laughs> um, and had been using it to train fascist paramilitary groups. Steve Bannon? Um, yeah. No, actually, uh, the government of Italy contacted him and said, like, hey, Steve, uh, we noticed that you're training fascist paramilitaries in this castle you bought. That's illegal, and we will deport you. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if they actually threatened to deport him, but they threatened to, like, take legal action um, if he kept training fascist paramilitaries in the castle that he bought. <laughs> Like, did he bring, was it like Americans he brought over there for big fascist time and then he was going to take them back? What? 
That's no, they weren't. What American. was he planning? Well, no, Steve Bannon uh, has been instrumental in um, right-wing elections in like five countries. Jesus Christ. He, yeah, like including Brazil with Bolsonaro, like, which oh, again, I, I also think I fucked up the pronunciation on that, but Bolsonaro. I'm trying my hardest. With, I'm pretty um, sure there's no tilde on that. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. Wait, let's Google. But yeah, uh, so Steve Bannon uh, was training a paramilitary in his psychotic villain castle. Oh, wow. That's a If there was just like a pool with a shark in it, it could be just like really, you know. Resident, very uh, resident evil. My Italian castle when I train my troops. Very Mr. Evil. Yeah. One million dollars. Um, I think he's a doctor now. Oh, my, my apologies. Isn't he? Does anyone Doctor. know? Dr. Evil? I Dr. Think evil? He is a doctor. He is a doctor. He, is a, he has a evil. PhD in evil. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Hey, so does Steve Bannon. Uh, let's, uh, can we, do you, would you mind terribly if I highlight uh, the three, like, main elements of the Sterling Haynes Cal model and how it got started? I wouldn't just not mind. I would be actively thrilled. I got you. Well, the first coverage kind of the first propaganda propagandized coverage of this assassination attempt was done by Reader's Digest. They quote unquote, right? The reach. It's just the reach they have. Uh, They quote unquote saw the propaganda opportunity presented by the assassination attempt and therefore hired Paul Hens or Hines, who was literally a former member of the CIA and a propaganda specialist. That's his specialty. And then hired Claire Sterling, who would later go on to publish the Terror Network, which was about this incident and about tying Russia into international terror. And and their opinions that they worked on together and published through Reader's Digest were mirrored in an NBC TV program that was narrated by Marvin Kalb, therefore the Sterling Hens Kalb or SHK model. Um, But basically there were three elements to this and despite the fact that these three elements were shoestring thinly tied together this became the dominant frame of the mass media their primary story of what must have happened wow fun cute sassy uh well the three main elements to the sterling haynes kelp model (laughs) if we could just briefly touch on them (laughs) Um, basically they said that the motive for the assassination, like why would the Soviet Union even go to the trouble of hiring a Turkish fascist to do this was just to weaken NATO by implicating a Turk. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. They even suggested that maybe he didn't want to kill him. Maybe he just wanted to wing him as a warning. Cause that sounds like the Soviet Union and how they do. I thought that was funny. You know, maybe it was a warning shot of the Pope. You ever think about that? They wanted to graze him. I was like, what the, what? Absolute QAnon logic. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's a real Occam's razor scenario where the simplest no. solution just is the solution. Some people should not be allowed to have opinions. <laughs> and I mean, this serves as like, think, th- think about it. Um, like, you know, we as Americans have become accustomed to being fed this bullshit for more than half a century. Mm-hmm. Like, we are so propagandized. <laughs> 
that like we are so used to taking shit uncritically that we read from literally a rando on 4chan like Hillary Clinton is eating babies and we go yeah <laughs> yeah she is like because we're used to just taking things that are fed to us mm-hmm. that are patently uncredible oh yeah it's an emotional response. It's because you just want it to be true. Also, it makes word, you feel right and powerful. The word would be incredible. I'm an idiot. Okay, that's all. <laughs> what were we going to say, Anna? I'm sorry. I don't want to brag, but I am taking the free philosophy course online. And this he week, does brag. we learned that <laughs> some guy a long time ago said, basically, people have an inclination to believe people. Like, we want to believe stuff. That's human nature. Mm-hmm. And then when it's fun and wacky and really like a tall tale, we're, we're even more fucking bought in. We're, I don't think we're raised in this country to be media literate or ask questions because they don't, they don't want you asking questions, man. What's a nicer way to tell someone they're not media literate? Because I feel like I, if you say that to someone, they're going to feel like, excuse me. <laughs> I would say we are raised to be media illiterate, actually. I would, I would go yeah. so far as to posit that we are... Uh, like that, that um, um, the American education system is actively anti-media literacy in a lot of <laughs> respects. And it's just kind of luck. If you get someone who's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help these kids. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Teachers. Luck and a fair amount of privilege. <laughs> Only slightly related, but I want to do a fucking essay on those ads for games with microtransactions where the ad, and this is related. It's because we pop ads like pills in this fucking country and we're just like told never to question it. So you always see those ads for like phone games where it's like, save this person from a violent death. And it's like, you have to do the decisions or they're going to drown or be eaten by a shark. But then you download the game and it's bejeweled. Yeah. Look, I want to write some kind of investigative journalism shits about why and how this is such a phenomenon. But go ahead. What were you going to say? I've been burned by it. I'll say it. When I found out it was just be told, I was like, I wanted to save a life today. I wanted to choose hair dryer or axe. Exactly. I thought I could get it right. It's fuck exactly. They do that because they know that people love shit that's sensational. And they want, they're like, oh, you want to see someone almost die? And then you get the game and it's... It's a garden. I saved this man from killer bees in interactive ad over and over and over again. Uh. You gotta get him to the nest. You're not leaving him alone. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but yes, we are raised to not question the media that we consume. Uh, should we go on to the second element of the Sterling Haynes Kelb model or anything? <laughs> We're not on it yet. I was trying. <laughs> I'm just busted. Let's I Let's talk okay. about ads more. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, I'll do these two things and then I will step back and let you guys just eat them. Uh, the two other elements of the SHK model, besides their feeble motive for the assassination, was the very little proof that they had of Soviet slash Bulgarian involvement, which relied entirely on the fact that Agka had stayed in Bulgaria for one summer and that Turkish drug traders tied to the Grey Wolves, that the nationalist movement he was almost a part of, did business there. And as Colin said earlier, he confessed to having worked with three people in Bulgaria after spending 17 months in Italian prison and was unable to offer any credible evidence or name any witnesses. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. the, when he did this confession, of course, 
well, part of their assumption that him having been in Bulgaria would have meant he was involved was, oh, the Bulgarian police are so on top of their game. It's a police state. They would have known he was there, so they must have hired him. They must have known he was in there because they're just so efficient and have all these contingency plans. And yet when he confesses and names people, they have nothing to say about the fact that, well, maybe it's not a great contingency plan if he's naming his co-conspirators. And then to tie into that, the third element was just this enormous cultural ideological assumption that this is what the Soviets would do. Even though there isn't any evidence, any evidence of this, the Soviets would cover their tracks. It couldn't be this Turkish far right group because it's the Soviets trying to destabilize Turkey because this is something the Soviets would do. Which is, of course, there's no evidence. The Soviets would never leave evidence. God, are you dumb? What? <laughs> Which is not evidence. Which is that's not fact. That's, that's not how you build the case. <laughs> it literally feels like the like the logical fallacy of appeal to ancient wisdom or appeal to authority is just like they're better. They they're so good that they must have done it right. Yeah, yeah. Yep, after it's too sweetie. Stop comparing <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, the the problems with this model are obvious, and anyone looking at it objectively can point these counterpoints out one by one easy as pie like I mean, Occam's razor <laughs> yeah I remember uh something they said where they're like oh but he pointed at a picture of his conspirators so what about that and then the authors were like but was that the first time he saw those pictures let's be honest and it obviously wasn't because he was able to like provide details of the conspirators' apartments that actually were true of apartments near the conspirators' apartments, but not the conspirators' actual apartments. <laughs> That's what they want you to think, Colin. Um, bigger than that. Like I, God. <laughs> I am just reminded over and over and over of like the the 2003 Colin Powell speech, Colin Powell, but Colin Powell, uh, when he gave <laughs> when he was when he was pressured into giving that speech. Uh, in 2003, uh, when we were like, we got to invade Afghanistan. And then the Bush administration was like, let's invade Iraq too. <laughs> oh no, no. And then yes. everybody was, and then everybody was like, okay, why? And then poor Colin Powell had to get up in front of the UN and be like, um, so, uh, what did he say? Um, although the, pre- uh, da, 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 da. Um, he noted, uh, this is just reading from, uh, Wikipedia because I'm a hack and a fraud. Powell also noted that Iraq harbored a terrorist network headed by Al-Qaeda operative Abu Musab al-Zarqawi. Powell also claimed that Iraqis visited Osama bin Laden in Afghanistan and provided uh, membership, although thousands of Arabs from many countries did the same. U.S. intelligence agencies have found no evidence of any substantive collaboration between Saddam Hussein and Al-Qaeda. While Mm -hmm. Colin Powell's statement to the U.N. may have been accepted as proof by many in the U.S., this was not the case in Europe. We're so stupid. Basically, basically, uh, Colin Powell was like, no, um, there is an Al-Qaeda operative who may, in fact, be in Iraq. We're not totally sure where he is, but one of the places he could be is Iraq. Also, uh, Osama bin Laden met with some Iraqis one time. Let's do it. And the UN went, what? And then all like Britain and France went, yeah, yeah. And then we invaded Iraq. (laughs) I and what was what? this man's official position at the time? Where was he? Uh, CIA director, I believe. 
Oh, oh, famously trustworthy CIA. <laughs> uh, let's let's see that. I, I could that could be a lie. This was in 2003, and I'm a dipshit. What was his? Uh, I'm hearing a lot of negative self talk from you, Colin. I'm just saying um, we don't need it. You're worth it. Uh, Secretary of State, not head of the CIA. Okay. He was Secretary of State. Colin, I just pulled up his Wikipedia, and it's the second sentence on here. Well, 2001 to 2005. Well, we can't all be winners, Anna. As a matter of fact, some of us have to comb through an entire Wikipedia article uh, to find something <laughs> that was on the second <laughs> sentence. And we can't all be the first African-American secretary of state. Can't like, we? good for him for doing that. Uh, bad for him for getting in front of the UN. And, for the uh, words he said and did. <laughs> uh, and for, his, uh, for the many lies and deceptions that led to tens of thousands of civilian deaths. Yeah. Good job, buddy. You really did yeah. it to him. I always wonder. By tens of thousands, I mean over a million, actually. Do they, they have to know they're getting up there and lying, right? Yeah. Like, they know. Yeah. Mm. And people just game. believe them. I, know. I hate it here. Yeah. I hate it here. That really <laughs> is the worst part of this book. Is every time I finish a chapter, I'm just like, God, it fucking sucks here. Yeah. Like, why all of this? And nothing seems to have changed since the yeah. So it gives yeah. me no hope for. Although, I will say, in all fairness to us, the Soviet Union was doing basically the same shit in all of the countries that they controlled. Well, yeah, they're just on the same coin. They're like... Like, this isn't, this isn't uniquely American bullshit. This is standard imperialist bullshit. Mm, yeah. Although, I, again, I am not a scholar of Soviet history, but, like, from the minimal research from that, that I have done... From that one book I read about the Bering Strait, they did go extensively into, like, their, like, capitalist structure and blah, 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 ring, 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 but exclusively in Alaska. Yeah. But the vibe that I got was very, like... American, like Soviet Eastern, does I mean, American capitalism, like that like, kind of deal. Well, like also during the revolution, uh, the excuse that Lenin and Trotsky gave for not having elections was, no, no, we rule by the abstracted will of the people. Uh, we're the heads of the revolution, and therefore it's their will that we rule the party and uh, therefore the state. That's like that's how it works. We don't need elections. We uh, have abstracted the rule of the people, and therefore we run the country. No, no, we don't no. need elections. No, no, no. So, like that—that's—that's that's consent manufacturing in and of itself. Is the—is the no? You want us here, actually. Ooh, a nice Rush Limbaugh. I told you not to. Yeah, I told I you. I told you. Guys. I'm telling you. I've got it covered. Just listen to me. You know, I, I can't tell you the last time I've heard Lennon uh, compared with Rush Limbaugh. Uh, that's but- why you come to this podcast, baby. <laughs> <laughs> for our incredibly hot takes, our searing, searing takes. Um, most of mine are uh, some flavor of either bad or uh, just factually incorrect. But uh, I, I will say in the consent manufacturing department, Lennon and Rush did employ some similar strategies. Mostly, I run the country. I, Rush Limbaugh, run it's the United crazy States. That works. When I was I, behind the bastards and they were like, yeah, this is what he did. And I was like, and it fucking worked. Why haven't I been doing that my whole life? I do the research so you don't have to. Ooh, just lying really confidently and being big man. That's I'm called like, Jordan big Peterson. Big I don't like women. That is that's that's that I'm missing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the Colin, sad thing about... On you. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be our puppet, okay? <laughs> 
listen, even in the flat earth community, women can't catch a fucking break. Like, well, flat earth basically doesn't exist anymore. It's been absorbed into QAnon. I mean, oh, yeah. that's sad. I'm just thinking of what was it, Patricia Sargent? No, Aww. no, uh, it was Mark Sargent's girlfriend, whatever. Not the, girlfriend. No, not, not, not girlfriend. girlfriend. Just wants the, to be his girlfriend. Just the, the 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 only female flat earther he knew, who he relentlessly hit on constantly all the time. The only female flat earther was literally accused of by Nobody other flat earthers. Her. How dare you say that? I'm so sorry. Uh, the, the only Jesus. you guys see that video, right? No, there's a video of her in a car where she goes, "I think um, what you call it? Uh, I think it's flat earth. Yeah, I think I'm that." So who? Kiki. Oh, you guys. She starts singing Drake. Millie Bobby Brown. Fifteen. It's funny. It was a joke. Millie Hello. Bobby Brown. She fucking said that. We've we've reached the point now where Millie Bobby Brown's jokes are like beyond my ability to comprehend. No, this. she's not joking. I think she was 15 and didn't understand what a flat earther was. Oh, in that I case, good for Millie. That she was a flat earther because I'm sure she doesn't understand my concept. Well, she was taking away her agency. She well, said it and she meant it. Okay. And so I'll leave women, Sarah. It's actually <laughs> hashtag like, girl boss like, of her. You guys be a little different. She's like, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> this is an insane episode of. Is there something else supposed to talk about with the book? Like, no. I, I, yeah, Listen, the chapter basically is just says, "Hey, this is what almost happened." This, this is, is this is we an incredible a wacky book. lie because we were bored. It's just a big lie. This is and an incredible book to read and a book that to talk about requires you to have a very big and very wrinkled brain, um, yeah. which I can. Not here. I don't have that. No. <laughs> I have a. S- oh, we're burnt out from the first chapter was bad and the news was bad. It we deserve the Bulgarian plot. So abhorrent. Who got yeah. the Pope? Nope. Nope. He was fine. <laughs> <laughs> the Bulgarian. That's the Christian should. Catholic. They're Christians, but. Yeah, don't. Not if you ask the fucking Lutherans, brother. Damn. Basically, the Bulgarian plot was one of the most heinously ill-constructed pieces this of manufactured consent, and yet no lazy. one... Lazy. To just tie it all up to modern day, I remember I read an article about a man who immigrated to the United States, and he I think he was also Turkish, and they did a lot of... They tried to blame him, like... Uh, oh god, I can't remember. It was some crime. They were trying to blame a lot of crimes on him, like terrorist crimes, and he was like, the fuck? I have a family, like, I'm a fucking Uber. Like, what? Can I help you? And basically, they're, um, this is the FBI. They're... They, the FBI. (laughs) The FBI. (laughs) That's usually... But you were in, you were in that country at one point where you could have had those connections, and you could have done this. Again, the same sort of, like, you thought it, you could have, he knew about it, so blah, 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 blah. You've been to Turkey. Help, like, deport numbers of people, was ICE and the FBI. And uh, I just was so baffled. I was like, surely this must have been a one-time thing. And then I read this and I was like, oh, so we lie. We so just we make up things. So we keep lying. We're well, lying, I mean, lie, 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 lie. I think my favorite example of um, manufacturing consent is always news sources just uncritically repeating things. Uh, like, for example, um, when uh, Chad Wolf, uh, a man who uh, was not qualified uh, to leave... For the name. The, uh, not qualified for the name Chad Wolf. Too alpha for that beta <laughs> cuck. Anyway. Um, 
who was not qualified to be the head of uh, Homeland Security like he was uh, and was <laughs> actually like criminally appointed. Like uh, it was uh, not legal for him to have that job, if I remember correctly, if I remember correctly. Oh, I love um, that. But he had it anyway. Uh, that was when um, he toured Portland and justified the deployment of like U.S. Marshals to Portland to like control the Antifa protests, brother. Um, he he justified the deployment as uh, uh, like he 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 gave a whole list of violent acts done by uh, Portland leftist demonstrators, and fully half of the uh, instances of violence that he found was quote violent graffiti. Um, oh. Oh, which, uh, you say the man isn't qualified. Come on, it takes a trained eye to spot violent graffiti, Colin. Yeah, it's specialized graffiti, it looks different. You it's can't tell. <laughs> and news sources just kind of like there was some uh, criticism from you know, like left wing communist MSNBC, but like you know, Fox News Gee. repeated this completely, un- uh, uh, like, completely uncritically they were like yep violent graffiti yes sir and it's like um uh uh, i'm sorry this is unhinged this is like and so you know Mm -hmm. basically we see we saw it we are seeing it now especially Um, when it comes to deportations they'll come up with any kind of minor infraction that's not actually a harm to anyone ow ow they're not child detention centers that would be monstrous. Oh, that'd be horrible. They are. This is not what's happening in the Trump era. We are not having <laughs> children ripped away from They're, their mothers. At they the are end. not in cages. They are simply relocation facilities <laughs> with bars on the windows for safety. And you know, the like six year old kids have to take care of the two year old kids. It's normal. We do this. It's normal. That's not a concentration camp. That's not a. That's not a. These children. They can take care of themselves. Otherwise, they wouldn't have come into the country. Am I right, folks? Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't have walked on their little two-year-old legs over the border. Everything over about the, that. They will, the, they will now. They'll they, wouldn't have, now. they wouldn't have ambled over the parts of the big mm. desert that we make the only parts you can cross over because the parts that are easy to cross over, we have filled with racists with guns for some reason. Mm-hmm. Big old sarcasm tag on this. Just disclaimer. I know no one thinks we think these things, but just <laughs> in case. Apparently Apple Podcasts does because Steve Bannon's Apparently. War Room is still the recommended podcast after this. <laughs> we need to get an explicit tag on here so people can think. I, every episode is tagged as explicit. Uh, Good. They're all, it's all uh, hateful profanity and stupid blasting of the mm-hmm. also i did google that and you were correct chad wolf was uh declared unlawfully appointed chad wolf more That's like bad moves. get yeah. fucked loser absolutely nice, Fuck. nice. Get, yeah i'm um, really i'm killing it today i was gonna say my favorite example of manufacturing consent let's go in a circle and all say our favorite it's uh j-lo trying to control her breakup narrative with a-rod because they uh-huh. broke up, and then she said, "Actually, we're back together." And then, like a few weeks later, then they really broke up. And some people would say they never actually got back together. She just wanted to control the narrative. What uh, what role did the CIA play in this? Huh? Um. So so uh, the CIA uh, hmm. helped her disseminate. Jill's in it. Jill's big at the CIA. <laughs> they don't want you to know that. 
Uh, I would like to say, <laughs> on a related note, my favorite point of manufactured consent is when Mariah Carey said in her 2009 radio interview of, in regards to Jennifer Lopez, um, I don't know her. <laughs> that was my favorite moment. Yeah, when Mariah Carey. That's true. She did like, I don't know her. I thought Mariah said that about Ariana Grande. No. Uh, she said, I don't know her. Oh, that's, I love her. God. Anyway. <laughs> so we have covered all of our bases. We've covered a few extra. Hope you enjoyed this chaotic mess. Thank you so much for listening to Getting Informed. <laughs> I'm just, oh, that sounded horrible. Thanks for listening, guys. I am one of your co-hosts, Allison Gropey. With me is... Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I'm Colin Orton. Uh, <laughs> um, you can find uh, everyone here on the internet at places. You can find Al at al.gross on Instagram. You can find me at Colin Orton uh, on Twitter and at the 13 colonies on Instagram. That's C-O-L-L-I-N-I-E-S because I'm really fucking funny. Um, and you, you really hold on to that one, aren't you? Yeah. Goddamn right I am. Uh, okay. And you can find this podcast at leftislippod at twitter.com. You can send us hate mail at uh, 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 gettinginformedpod at gmail.com. And if there was ever an episode that warranted it, it's this one. Please uh, send yeah. us hate mail specifically about this episode. About, I don't know, yeah. all, of, all of my lies, um, all uh, of... Uh, I don't know the, the 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 pop culture. Send us hate mail about pop culture. Do it. You won't. Um, I'm waiting for hate mail telling us that we're spreading fake news. That's what I'm looking forward for. Uh, anyway, oh, shit. Anyway, anyway, you can find Anna at Animix Snail on Twitter and on Instagram. And she has a podcast called Anna Gary Knows Everything, where you can check out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Super hot, super sexy. Um, you can follow Sarah, let's see if I can do this, at Babe on Twitter and SarahL6 on Insta. She has a little blog she's writing to live out her 2000s dreams. It's called Everyone Knows But Her. It's on Blogspot, Link in bio, bitches. Oh, you, oh, Colin, I interrupted your rant. Do you want to do that before I tell them what we're going to listen to next week? Give me that rant, baby. Go ahead. Hit me with that rant. Fan mail! We have what? Fan mail! We got fan mail? We got an email from DJ Bell. And, uh... (laughs) What did they say, Colin? DJ wanted to point out to us, um... They got into a Facebook argument. Uh... But they were thinking about some stuff, um... Uh, about our mutual aid uh, episodes, and they sent us about the uh, the Irish ba- uh, bankers' strike that lasted six months and had, uh, and I quote, uh, completely failed because it had no effect whatsoever. Uh, so this was in response to us, um, uh, and I quote, anyway, I had a couple of comments about the conversation toward the end where one of y'all opined that manual labor jobs should pay really well. I, I said that recently in a Facebook group and got the predictable economic argument about how the market, de- uh, the market decides, sigh. But anyhow, yeah. here's my two things. So there was an Irish banker strike that lasted six months and completely failed. 
um, because it had essentially no impact because uh, bankers don't do anything. Hello from Colin a few minutes in the future after the end of the episode, and I realize that I didn't actually get into what the article said on the podcast, so instead we'll do that here and now before we get everybody's reactions. In 1970, all of the banks in Ireland went on strike. All of them. Huge bankers strike in 1970, and in Instead of the economy crashing, what ended up happening was um, local publicans, which are pub owners, I had to Google that because I didn't fucking know what that was, local publicans simply just did what bankers did. They just started lending money to people and doing that job instead. And the economy was completely fucking unscathed. It was fine. This is such a good article. And second, oh, oh, I get it. I get what's happening. Um, okay. And second, uh, and I quote, uh, I'm just going to read the email out. Uh, one person threw out a figure of 25 per hour as what one might want at a restaurant job to pay. I live in a city with a very low cost of living, and I just recently got a job in IT uh, that is $60,000 a year. That's quite comfortable for a single person where I live, but could easily be tight for a family or in a more expensive place. I can't read. I'm sorry. Uh, my point is that my employer helpful puts the hourly wage on my pay stub, although I'm salaried and it's not relevant. Um, But I can tell you uh, that it works out to about 27 an hour. In other words, uh, if you think about it, families in most places in the country, 25 would be a living wage, not anything extravagant. 25 is a, a living wage for a family. Like Deborah makes an excellent point here. In mm-hmm. that, A, bankers don't do anything, and B, <laughs> no, like, they do not. Like bankers do not serve a useful function in our society, really. Uh, and B, um, or rather an essential function. I suppose their function is very useful for the generation of money, but not... It's useful for themselves. It's useful for, well, and it's useful for people who m- make money, but uh, none of us are those people, I'm afraid. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, yeah. Like, if you're living in the Simpsons universe, where you have a family of five and only one of you works... You're gonna need that... You're gonna need to be making a Minimum 25 an hour. If, if you not have a, more. Yeah, if not more. Plus, with college expenses? Holy fuck. Mm. Anyway, Deborah, you're an absolute hero. Thank you for emailing us. We read your fan mail eventually. Was this sent March 30th? Maybe. Am Bro. I reading it three weeks later? Maybe. Will this be aired? Anyway, um, Deborah, you're uh, a hero. Um, thank you, Deborah. Uh, Shots for Deb. Pour one out for Deb. Pour one out for Deb, you guys. But yeah, um, so I was stoked about that. Um, Those are very insightful points, and I'm going to look up more about that bank strike because that sounds like something I can whip I'll out against you. business majors to prove to them that their major isn't real. Oh, <laughs> I'll send you the link. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you to all and to all a good night. <laughs>